Please listen carefully. And now, live from the aquarium in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions podcast, featuring two guys napping in a Wookiee's lap, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are wrapping up Ahsoka. Ahsoka. The Disney Plus Star Wars series starring Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah. We'll be covering episodes five through eight. Yeah, we did one through four, but that was a while ago because we also had convention fun in between then. Yes. So we had a little bit bit of a break, but we're wrapping it up. Wrapped up weeks ago by the time you're listening to this, so we're going to spoil everything. (laughs) You should have seen it by now. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the finale by now, then you weren't really all that invested, I would say. Right. Mm -hmm. It's on you. And, of course, since it's Star Wars and he has a Star Wars tattoo, Scott has turned his mic on because he wants to be involved. Good to be with you. So uh, last time we left off with episode four, because that was the first half of it. Mm -hmm. Episode four left kind of on a cliffhanger because Ahsoka looked like she had died. And then we find her awakening in the world between worlds and face to face with her old master, Anakin Skywalker. Awakening to Anakin. That sounds like the uh, an episode title. Yeah, but it was called Fallen Jedi. Yeah. What a boring title. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for you to talk about the titles. There were some very clever, there were. Uh, kind of uh, fun titles, but I don't think we're there. But yeah, you're right. This one was not an inspired title. <laughs> But that's where we left off, and we were generally had positive feelings for the mm-hmm. first four episodes. Yep. Uh, but for more detail, go back and listen to it. But we didn't know where it was going, and now we know. Now we have seen it. Yep. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> turns out she's not dead. She's not dead. The it war, be- the out. world between, the way between worlds. The, the wor- world between worlds. World between worlds. So it is two worlds. Okay. Yes, the world between worlds. It is a real thing, and I from will, canon. I will tell you, episode five. Uh, gosh, if I had to pick a favorite episode, I, I would probably land here or episode three. This episode did such a great job of dealing with the morality of sending a child to war. Yeah, that's true. And I thought it did a great job of kind of, I mean, we all know why they sent a child to war. It's so children can relate to it. <laughs> it's a children's show. I understand that, but I thought they did a great job of giving us those flashbacks as young Ahsoka. and Who did a know, great job, by the way. Absolutely did a great job. Ariana Greenblatt? Yeah. From Ari- the Barbie movie? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did read that. Mm-hmm. I thought it did a great job of revealing Ahsoka's... Uh, uh, if you hadn't seen a whole lot of the Clone Wars cartoon or the Rebels, it gave you a great frame for here's what Ahsoka was like growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, gave you a lot of Ahsoka's background and why she is the way she is, and I thought it was done so masterful. Are these frame by frame shots of some of the Clone Wars stuff? Um, I'm not. I I don't really think so. But I mean, it was this episode kind of broke the internet a little bit. It broke my twins' brains because they grew up watching Clone Wars. That's kind of their Star Wars. And I mean, we were looking at what are they called? 
phase one clone troopers in right. there. And li- the the neat thing was is all live action for the first time ever. Phase one clone troopers were only ever CGI before. This is the first time they've ever had guys in suits being phase I one. I read that and troopers. I was like, was there never an actual phase one clone trooper in never. episode three? Never. It was always wow. CGI. And I, I, I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't. Yeah, because we only CGI. ever saw them in mobs, too. So Yeah, so it was the Battle of Ryloth that we were seeing there. So we're getting to see the uh, Twi'leks. That's Hera's dad commanded yep. those guys, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Uh, we got to see young Anakin in his, like, a live-action version of his Clone Wars. Yes, the Clone armor. Wars armor. Armor, yeah, that was super cool. And it looks so fitting on him. Like, just, I mean, yeah. we harped on it last time, but Hayden Christensen, it's so good to see him again. And it is. It, he's just, like, he's, he, they're giving him a lot to do in the little bit for of space sure. that he has here. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, it's a mental training montage for Ahsoka with her old master. Yeah, it's kind of the... the So we had talked last time, and the speculation was, like, is this really Anakin or not? Is yep. this something else? And it really seems like it is Anakin's Force ghost there in the world between worlds because they can show up there. And it seems like he's, like, literally kind of giving her the choice, like, do you want to live or do you want to die? And dying's... You're going to become a Force ghost and... You're dead. Yeah. Or living is you're going to get to go back and finish what you started. But if you're going to go back, you need to learn some things before yes. you can go back. And that was kind of what it was all about, really. All right. So, and I want Mike to answer this question, too. <laughs> was that, that was Anakin Force Code? Force Code. I think so. All right. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I can't deny that theory, but there's a lot of other theories about what it could be. Mikey, what do you think it is? Uh, watching it, it, to me, it really was, I didn't think Forest Ghost, not that I was like, oh, that's not Forest Ghost, I wasn't acti- actively against it, but I just thought this was like, uh, it, this is a, a dream battle for Ahsoka, she's in her mind, and yes, it's Anakin, but it's yes. like, it's like her, his teachings, like, it's Anakin embedded her in her mind. Okay, but this is Star Wars, though. I know, but, and yeah, magic, you know, and yeah, force magic, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think you're on to something, Mikey. I think there is an aspect to the world between worlds that you bring with you. And as you interact in the world between worlds, that's Ahsoka's guilt over what has transpired manifesting as Anakin. That's pretty neat. Because she knows what he becomes. I don't think that's Anakin's actual force ghost. I think that is her projection of her guilt because that's what she faces while she's she looks at her childhood and oh the the great scene when when Anakin runs off into the mist and the lightning strikes and it's it's Darth Vader for that <laughs> lightning strike and then it's back to Anakin. And there was a couple of times where it did that. Oh, I got chills just thinking about it just now. Well, I, I respect your opinion, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, mainly for the fact that... You think it's the Force Ghost? It is. The reason why I think so is one very specific line, and that specific line is when we go off of Ryloth and we go to the Siege of Mandalore, and, and Anakin is standing there going like, I don't remember. What, I don't, what's this battle? I don't remember it. Why would, but why would a memory ask that? Well, a memory wouldn't ask that, but if uh, it's but a ask, projection of a memory, but no, an actual force ghost would ask that because he was busy fighting Dooku. So he that's w- the detail you're going to hang up on. No, is the I, fact that I think they that's not a detail. I think that's a clue. That is that a tell. It's, that it's 
This is actual Force Ghost. Because why would your your memory is would know? So why would your memory ask you? Like like her memory is going. I need to make this believable. Right. So so so. An- okay, Anakin so, wasn't here, so, so he is, better ask me. If it's me. Anakin, the Force Ghost, is right. he also maintained as Darth Vader as a Force Ghost? Because it's, it's that's part what of we're him. shown. It's part of him. So we're so even as a Force Ghost, there is a. Darth Vader Force Ghost. See, I think that's a much bigger leap because I think the fact that it switches to Darth Vader proves that it's not the actual Force Ghost of Anakin. Mm, I still think it's part of him. I think he's using it to test her. Good to know that you're wrong. <laughs> you're both wrong. So you're both wrong. So at, so at the very end of the show, is that her memory too? Yeah, that's or is that's, that an, that's actual- an actual Force Ghost because they're not they're not in between worlds. Listen, maybe they're hey, more than in between worlds. Maybe they're in a different galaxy. They're in a different galaxy. Force ghosts can't go to a different galaxy without a whale or an eye of Scion. But no, I'm saying. So you're saying force ghosts can appear all, in any galaxy, but they can't appear in the world between worlds. That doesn't make no sense. I'm not saying they can't appear. So why would I'm be? saying this particular version would yeah, be whatever. What Anakin, what Ahsoka brought with her I, into. I disagree. How does that was Anakin? <laughs> Force ghost. I mean, I like I like hanging around people who are wrong. So <laughs> we, should, we should definitely hang out more. That was Anakin. It's more meaningful if it was actually Anakin guiding her. Could be a uh, uh, could be both. Two things could be true at one. Um, Mikey, you decide. You pick the winner here. Uh, if if it's up to me, both viewpoints are interesting. It it is hard to tell. Anakin shows up as a Force ghost at the end. Uh, he does have the tell where he doesn't know the Battle of Mandalore, but. Because it's because this season is dealing with so many things that are about loud magic, and we really aren't getting a lot of answers this season, we don't know what happened with Ahsoka. She never comes out. She doesn't even tell people about it when she comes out. She, she has her own experience that's true to her that helps her in her path, but we having, they, they don't come out and tell us as the audience, which we like when they do because it leaves us up to have these conversations, but they never come out and tell us, this is Ahsoka's thing, but she does have an arc. There is guilt there for Anakin. That all all these things are factors in it, which makes for the interesting conflict. The thing that I liked about Anakin is that when it came to Ahsoka actually making her choice, because that's what Anakin says, like numerous times. It's like, you gotta make a choice. Snips, you gotta live, you gotta die. You gotta live, you gotta die. And she says, I choose life. And we get this weird beat of Hayden Christensen going through like three emotions. And I couldn't tell what it was. Like there's a little sadness. There's a little regret. There's a little pride because, oh, she made the right choice. And there's a little like, did I make the wrong choice or how come I didn't get to make that choice? I don't know what he's thinking, but there's something there. And it's just like that Darth Vader thing. I miss that. I miss that. There's flashes like in the lightning of Darth Vader, what we get. Right. We get to see his lightsaber. It starts blue as Anakin blue, which was, ugh. It was as good as seeing his battle armor. Right. But then at the end of that conflict, when she chooses life, his lightsaber is bright red. And so is hers. When she's holding it to his throat, there's a lot of red color at the end of that discussion. Her eyes go Sith for a second. They yeah. do. So it's, the, it's, it's a weird gap between galaxies. I don't know what the rules of that universe are. So we'll have to wait for season two because, oh man, we're getting a bunch of it. Someday maybe Filoni will talk more about the world between worlds. There you go. The uh, let's see what else in uh, episode six. That's when we got our uh, my the big Grand Admiral Thrawn reveal. Oh, that's it! Like right at the beginning. So what were what were the first impressions that you guys had when our our antagonist is revealed? 
No, it was awesome. He's so much, I mean, voiced by the same guy who did the voice in the animation. I'm really surprised I didn't see the internet saying, like, his forehead's wrong. What's with right? his hair? Because it's like, it's like, no, it's, why did you get mad at Obi-Wan with the Inquisitor there when it's just like, okay, this is an exaggerated version of a human, and now it's, or a humanoid, yes. and now it's a humanoid. Right. And it's the same thing here. It's like, that was an exaggerated version, like, Palpatine doesn't look like he does in the Clone Wars and Rebels, you know? <laughs> Good <laughs> so, God. If I could only cut my beard to look like one of those yeah, characters in Clone Wars. I know. It's it's so silly. But anyway, somebody, no. Somebody out there has done a progression where they've taken now because we have all these characters, yeah. and I think there's Both seven Live of action and? Somebody has taken it, and they've done a slideshow of it. So you start off, and you're like, okay, a little different, a little different. And then their last example is Count Dooku, and you get Christopher Lee, distinguished gentleman. And then Dooku's animated face is like horse long it's like yeah, two feet really and you're is like, okay fine there's a little bit of artistic style there. yes it's stylistic yeah but i mean it was great that they were using that same like creepy organ music yes the um, music was great and, and he was just he was every bit of thrawn that was supposed to but this weird kind of like castaway thrawn Plus, yes there's thrawn a, in exile there's a real yeah thrawn in exile kind of a thing the Stormtrooper reveal. The Kintsugi Stormtroopers. Okay. I, I heard that referenced on the internet. That's yeah. the, the where they fill in the cracks. Yeah. Is that that? It's like Kylo Ren did with his helmet. It's already been in Star Wars, technically. It comes from... Um, but comes it's from gold. Jam- yeah, it comes from pottery. It's to take broken pieces of pottery and to mend it with... Gold. Gold, nice filament, to pre- make something precious. And, and apparently, more valuable. there on Peridia, you can do it with Star Destroyers. Yeah. And recoded in that, I rewound it and watched it a couple different times as the the reveal comes up of his legion, which is look like it's I don't know forty five fifty dudes. <laughs> think he's think he's kind of running out of dudes at this point, and they're all raggedy and their armors like tied together yeah. and it's all cracked and oh so great. That was that was fascinating though because like me seeing Thrawn, I know like. We've talked about Thrawn on the podcast before, uh, Brad, and you have talked about the Timothy Zahn books where the character lives, yes. I think, the most. He is the master strategist. He is super smart. He is very suave. He is cool and calculated. We know this about him, and he comes across that way right, I think, from the minute he's on screen. But there's interesting, knowing that, you get to pay attention to interesting little details because like, when he's like, oh, yes, our, our men are quite fewer in number. Like, one, that's admitting yes. a weakness, and I'm like, ooh, why, like, why is he saying that out loud? Because Thrawn doesn't say negative mm-hmm. things out loud. He says confirmations and facts. He doesn't add fluff. He doesn't add uh, small talk. It's just, it's this way. Oh, we'll Perhaps prepare for not. it. Yeah. So it was interesting to say, I mean, I get it. He's in exile, so he doesn't have access to resources. Mm-hmm. But is that really the only reason? Or is there, like... Is am I the only one that thought there was something more there? It was like our numbers are dwindled more dwindled than anticipated, or something like that. No, I'm absolutely. I didn't really, I didn't catch that. I kind of missed it. I think it's just. I I guess there. He's got to build up an army now that he's back to Earth. So I'm probably reading too much. <laughs> back into it, to Earth. Oh, back to back to <laughs> back to back to our our galaxy. Star Wars Earth. All right. So let's <laughs> let's let's jump around. Is he is he building up an army? Oh, for sure. That's what for sure. All right. That's so who are in all those coffins or whatever? Who's in the coffin? I don't know. Is it more dead stormtroopers, or is it night sisters, or is it yeah. night sisters? Because there's a throwaway line. I didn't see it on the first time I watched it, but the second time, I didn't hear it. 
about Morgan Elf that says, I have reviewed the catacombs and it will take three days to load the cargo. Mm-hmm. She did say catacombs. Yep. So catacombs of the Night Sister Planet? I'm like, yeah. But they did take a at least a, a scene in, I forget which episode, but they did take a scene to show us the awesome animation of the Night Troopers that can be reanimated from the dead. Or that was maybe a one-off. Uh, when Morgan reanimates the the Kitsune soldiers, yeah, they were calling those right. soldiers the Night Troopers, just because they're those the, are the Night Troopers, yeah, the black ones, right? No, 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 just just in general, people. I don't know if this is official, but okay. in general, people are calling the stormtroopers under Thrawn on Peridia the Night Troopers because they have like Night Sisters like regalia swag yeah. on them yeah in fact you know, i think that the titles that, call them night troopers yeah that red wrapping and st- stuff that's just that's like we hold the night sisters in regard yeah that's know, right that there are thing. there but are we, patrons but we get the scene of them being reanimated so i didn't think it was night sisters in the coffin that's a great idea but my my uh, assumption was that it was at the very least something Stone like troopers. undead soldiers that you Maybe. can bring back to life and he was going to take them all back to our galaxy and now he's got an army of undead. Can we not sleep on the captain of the guard, though? With his awesome mask? Enoch. Enoch. That's a Bible do you, name. Do you know who's under that mask, Mikey? Uh, mm, like actual life? Yeah. Prince Harry? The actor? No. Oh. Wes Chatham. What? Amos from The Expanse. Oh, Amos. Okay. I was looking through the castles. and I'm like, oh, we know him. That's it. Yes, Amos from The Expanse is That's Enoch. It. That's it? I love it. Okay. So, which now I kind of do want to see underneath his mask. Before I was like, oh, don't ever take that mask off. That's freaking awesome. It's like a Transformer face or something or something off of uh, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Riddick for sure. That's what, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's what it reminded me of. It was definitely yeah. Riddick, though. I guess because it was only on one side of the face. Yes. But like he gets his own distinct voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think they're, this is them sort of like, okay, uh, Captain Phasma didn't get enough time, so we're going to try and do it again with a, a cool underling, and Enoch is doing it. Enoch is from the Bible. He lived for 365 years. I got, right. Are I there got, any biblical hints about Enoch the the stormtrooper? Oh, there's so much. They they mix they mix in so much mythology from like everything in this. It's kind of cuckoo. I'm just curious what we can backwards well, engineer about the stormtrooper dude based on our Enoch so, Bible. Wait, hold on, Enoch in the Bible. Is he the, was pre-flood. He, he was the grandfather of Noah, and he lived for 365 years, and God really liked him, are the bullet points that I know. Mm. <laughs> he wasn't a Job. Probably more than me. Yeah. But yes, those uh, those guys are great. And I think they I think you're right, Kevin. Night Troopers is what they're going to be called, or yeah. Death Troopers also. No, but Death Troopers is another thing. That's another then, thing. No, Night Troopers, because let's tackle this like, what do you think? Because there's so much of this stuff that Filoni's going to have to tell us. Yes. But there's a lot of internet scuttlebutt about, are the night troopers alive until they're reanimated? And I think so, because when they yes. f- when they first fight them, they go down and don't get back up. That's right. That when they, f- when they first fight them, they go down and don't get back up. And then later on, they have to reanimate them to become those zombie versions. Well, and I, I think you're right. I think they were alive. Like, those that are there, those are the only remaining live yeah. troopers. Because yeah. remember, he says, have they been informed of what they're signing up for? Exactly. Exactly. Which, why the would they? Why yes. would zombies volunteer yeah, exactly. to become zombies? So, right. yeah. 100%. So, to me, that was the signpost. Because yes. I read the same stuff on the internet. I was like... No, I took are, it as those were live yeah, dudes. Yeah, those are dudes. Those are the, the remnants. There's who's right. left. Right. I think that there's everything's so messed up because they've been. I, 
I don't know about that. They're probably going to do comic books or something, but I get the feeling that he has tangled with the local, like, whoever those guys are, the, the natives, nomads. The native nomads. Yep. I think he's tangled with them. I think he's tangled with Ezra a whole bunch, and that's why they're kind of messed up and why he just kind of lets Ezra just be where he is. Yeah. And just I'll stay on my side of the planet. Just you doesn't mess here. with him anymore because Thrawn has one weakness. And it was in the books, and they're playing on it in these shows, and they mentioned it in Rebels too. His one weakness is he can't figure out the Force in Jedi. It is illogical to him. It's almost like he's a Star Trek character in Star Wars, and he's just like, he can do all this like tactical stuff, and he doesn't ever lose a battle. But whenever there's a Jedi involved, and he even says at one point, I remember in Rebels, he says like, you know, I have to admit to you that the whole this force thing just boggles me. I forget what he says exactly. He says it very sophisticatedly, but he basically says, I can't figure when the force is involved, I don't know what's it's going on. It's mystifying to me because yeah. it's so mystic. Basically, it's kind of something like that. Yeah, he says that in the show too. He says it about Sabine, like when she when he talks about was it I get he talks about it somebody making a, such an emotional choice like it, it's, it takes him off guard he's like I I never would have considered that yeah well he talks about it when he finds out that Ahsoka is Anakin's apprentice oh yeah because Morgan Elizabeth comes with the here's all we have on Ahsoka from the database and he looks at it and he's like it was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice he kind of actually has his first oh crap moment you ever see him have because he's kind of like. Ugh. you know unexpected because he's one of the few who knows what happened to anakin that he turned to darth vader yes because that's a book right yeah. Yeah. it was a dark dark alliance or yeah. something i that's saw in the new thrawn books yeah well i thought it was very the headcanon i have for what thrawn looks like from again the reason i'm a star wars fan is because of those zon books mm-hmm. and i you know you got to think i love when they when they're plucking this eu stuff and put it in there and I got to think about getting back to the conversation about Enoch. It's kind of, there was a, a Thrawn had a second hand in the Zahn books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, it was, it was Rook, right? Yep. Totally different alien, no cry, I think. Yeah. And, uh, well, we, we remember how that ended, mm-hmm. don't we? I don't. How did it end? Uh, he killed him. He killed Thrawn. He was the one that ultimately betrays Thrawn and kills him. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So are they setting Enoch okay. up? Yeah in that role as the Rook kind of character from the Zon books. Yeah, he might be one of the natives to that planet, and that's why he wears a different, you know, mask and stuff. Might. See, now I got to go read the Bible. Does Enoch betray God? We could find this out right now. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. That, no, that's fascinating, though. That, they, they do Thrawn pure justice in this. It's, yes, it's so right. Absolutely. It's, I, I love how they always have, like, you know, little tactical maps and stuff that he's looking at and he's you know and he's always going through the calculations like yes. uh what's the situation okay send this many troops out there if they engage fine if they don't come back fine yes we're planning mm-hmm. for step two phase and five and he'll be like pull the squadron back and uh, everyone always kind of like okay just do what he says because it's gonna be a right yep and this is jumping to the end, but I do like the the I guess it's the third act showdown. But he's watching the battle unfold, and he's like, "Balin isn't there." Like, you can tell he's shook. He's like, "This is not going according to plan." Yeah. He's like, "One player is missing." Yeah, that's not how it's supposed <laughs> to be. 
flip the table, shoot everybody. No. I want that's what something I want to see is like I do like cool collected Thrawn, but I'm I'm curious to see in next season now, but uh like angry action thrawn mm. are, are they gonna do live action thrawn instead of just live thrawn you want to see him do adolf in the bunker maybe no not yet maybe <laughs> <laughs> no i, I want to see him perfectly get vicious, slicked though. back hair he's got yeah, one going over it. his eye for as much justification as he has in his in his battle skirmishes I, I, he seems like they could make him terrifying in a one-on-one situation all right, mm-hmm. here's here's something I want to throw out to you guys yeah. on Thrawn, mm-hmm. specifically as it relates to the Night Sisters. Okay, what is the relationship there? They seem very indebted to him. They seem very deferential to him. Yeah, I know, and overly, and where he's like, "Oh, they're ready to go for you, Grand Admiral." And he's like, "For the Empire." What is that relationship? That that. Feeds into your thought that those are night sisters in those coffins. For sure. Yeah. Because he was taken to this planet where they were. They were there. It's where the... Dathomir is their new home. Dathomir is their new home. Yeah, they left Peridia at one point. And, <laughs> the Space Wheel Graveyard. So the deal might be, hey, we can take you back to Dathomir. I can take you back to Dathomir if you help me out with other stuff, I guess. I guess they needed a ship or a way to get back or something. Do like, y'all, he's do y'all the remember transport. what he did? Like, he made, he gave an order, and, like, the stormtroopers, the night troopers started shouting, Thrawn, Thrawn, yeah, yeah. Thrawn. That's not Imperial. That's, like, yeah. cult leader almost. Right. No. It also makes me wonder if a lot of those stormtroopers are actually, like, locals now under there. Yeah. Just like, people they've absconded with. Hey, you're wearing this Raider outfit. Why don't you come put on this And that's this outfit? why they do all the stuff to their outfits and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's because they're kind of like not Imperials Not necessarily anymore. Imperials. These yeah. are conscripts. Right. But they're showing their allegiance. Yeah. Because like, hey, we'll give you three squares and a cut if you come serve our cause. And if you're talking about the nomads in the wildlands. Yeah, wild that's land, what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's the secure answer. That's like, oh yeah, I've been fighting off animals every day. You just want me to put on this suit and yell Thrawn every once in a while? Sure. Yeah, When's maybe. lunch? Perhaps. <laughs> Thrawn's been here for nine years, right? I don't know what the timeline is. I'm not sure. I don't know what the timeline is either. I, it I may it like it, a long time. It's a long time that Thrawn's been there. So he's had a long time to develop this. <laughs> and plan and, it out and, and strategize. Did, there's several references to Thrawn waking up the Night Sisters. Oh, yeah. Is mm. that what creates the indebtedness the to him? Maybe, maybe it's possible. It's possible that that fortress was he unlocked something. Who knows? I mean, there's so much neat story that we don't know. Yes, uh, yes. Maybe Timothy Zahn's working on that book right now. Well, and and with a cross right. platform, I like it. So we can, <laughs> if I want to climb up to thirty thousand foot for a second. Mm-hmm. When I first watched the finale, I was like, that's terrible. I have no resolution. I have no, I, I don't have the payoff I wanted. Yeah. Ezra's over here, you know, they're over there uh-huh. and they're here. And, and I really had this urge to, to, to hate it. And I was like, what? The? And so I went back, I rewatched pieces of it. And I really had to find the positive and really kind of go looking for it. And and once I started, and it all happened from that last episode. Oh, okay. I think I, I wanted some sort of more resolution mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. And then I started thinking about kind of what I said earlier. This is Ahsoka. Yep. This name is of the, name of the character. And Ahsoka's the show. 
arc. She is uh-huh. a very different character from the beginning from, and then she is to the end. Right. And when I thought about it from that perspective of, okay, this is Ahsoka's new beginning as a master, as a, uh, and uh, Huey talks about, it's a very special relationship between manager, or manager, between <laughs> master and, and Padawan. No manager and boy works way better. <laughs> manager and boy. Right. And when I thought about it from the point of view of this isn't Thrawn's story. No, not at all. This is Ahsoka's story. Right. And when you think about it through that lens, I was like, it's great. It's so good. But also, it's possibly setting up Dave Filoni's movie. Yes. Oh, it absolutely has to be setting up Dave Filoni's movie. And separating out the characters he doesn't want to impact the movie because there's rumors out there. These are internet rumors. But I like grain of salt apply. I like throwing them out to you guys. Yeah, yeah. There's internet rumors there that irresponsible speculation. Filoni is doing Lucas's treatment that he wanted to do for the sequels. Ah. And part of that treatment was that there'd be someone who'd come up to like try and rise the empire up again, like Mm -hmm. Thrawn, Mm -hmm. and Luke would have to fight him off with the help of like a. Risen Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, Night so, Sisters, right. Dathomir, Black Magic. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like people are like, wait a minute. No one's ever really seen what Lucas wanted for wanted. What Lucas would have done with it. But there's thoughts, and people are saying that the movie is literally going to be Ezra teaming up with Luke uh, against Thrawn, who's starting a new empire, yeah. and, you okay. know, and all this kind of, and then. They're going to raise their greatest hero, Darth Maul, from the dead. And that will all, that will play into, like, later on the sequels being that, like, oh, no, people get raised from the dead in Star Wars. Yeah. That happens. So when the Emperor, when the emperor shows up again... It's less of a... Shush. You know, stop. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Uh, it's, you're, you're saying that to, to me, the sorry. fandom, not to Mikey. No, the fandom. For yes. a second, I thought he was <laughs> no, talking to no, you, too. <laughs> No, the fandom, the fandom. I'll still shush anyway. That's an amazing <laughs> no, point. The fandom. It, there's, I see a lot of through lines where they're like they're playing with this undead thing, and oh. I mean they, we had undead. What are the? I forget what those troopers are called off the top of my head. They the, were fighting Ezra and Sabine at the end. They were literally undead. They're, I, so they're those special new troopers that were introduced in the the Fallen Order video game. Dark who, troopers. Who they're not dark troopers. They're called something else. Death troopers. And they might be death troopers, but they're the ones who hang around with the Inquisitors, and they'd be specially trained to fight Jedi. They're called like uh, something like not recovery troopers, but they're they're literally made Renaissance troopers. But they're literally made to grab reception troopers. <laughs> you look it up. Reconnoiter troopers. See, that's what I like. That's why I was asking about troopers. the um, the night trooper name earlier because I thought the night troopers specifically referred to the black ones mm. the, with the spikes that we're talking about now. But oh, those were death troopers. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. Different no. Well, okay. So which ones showed up in Rogue de- One that were dressed in black? That was supposed to be really awesome and terrible and not never techni- actually got in a fight at all. Not technically, ah. but according to internet, night troopers. They're called purge troopers. Purge troopers. Purge troopers. So those two undead troopers that were fighting Ezra oh, and Sabine. they're Jedi they're, Yes, they're, they're Jedi purge troopers. They're especially trained. Purge the scene. In Fallen Order, you fight them, and like their voice line is like, like finally a Jedi, something I've been training for. And they use those... Uh, those shock batons that oh yeah 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 you know, um, that uh, 
Grievous, traitor. That Grievous had, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, those are Purge Troopers that are from the uh, video game. I like it. No, it's cool that we're getting like all these bad guys and all this new stuff because it makes up for retrading a little bit or staying in the same timeline, you know, which is some of the some of the grumpiness. But with all these new faces, all these new troopers, it, there's so many new things, and we have all these new questions, even though we're given all this new stuff. It just makes it fun to be a Star Wars fan again. It's like, Absolutely, ooh, rabbit holes to think about. Absolutely, and and I have a lot more thoughts along those. 30,000 foot view, but I did, I did, there's some more specifics I wanted to get to. Okay. Episode six also gave us our cute little guy for, uh, Ahsoka. The Nodi. The Nodi. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So they were so cute. I like they the had little so shirts great. and everything. Yeah. And you could tell some of them were actual practical puppets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of them were CG. I mean, this was the Grogu. Uh, this was the Babu Frick. This Babu was Frick. the Ewoks. Yeah. This was the Porgs. This is also, also slightly Jar Jar Binks looking. In, Jar Jar Binks looking. Yes. In the, in the antennas. Oh, just yeah. to make sure like also, yeah, Jar Jar Binks can exist because these kind of look like him and they also exist. There's, there's always a cute little guy in every property and I love the Nodi. They're a cute little guy. Oh. Look, they're like little Little crab people. Yeah, little caravan hermit crab little people. Hermit crab people. Yeah. I could definitely join the caravan of hermit crab people. Yeah. But like caravan. we get a backpack that, and a car that turns into a tent. Sign yeah. me up. And the tents that are like super tanks. They're like yeah. not they're shockproof. Oh, that's right. They you start getting attacked. They hit a button and the yeah. and the shell comes over the top. Because they are a peace loving people. Unless you yeah. get too close and they throw a couple rocks. I love it. And they were with Ezra. And that's where Ezra was. And that whole thing whole happened, worked out. So I really, I really feel like Thrawn was just not bothering messing with Ezra anymore because I think he knew where Ezra was um, because he was trying to buy time to be able to leave. And he mentions at one point sending Sabine, like I sent her far away. So she wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, so she wouldn't be a problem. So that kind of means he knows where Ezra is. Or... And well, yeah. all, he sent all the Jedi far away, like yeah, also the two new ones that showed up. I l- literally think he is th- the only fear that this guy has is Jedi. And he's like, get them as far away, away from me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you may be onto something there. I think I really think he's just done with Jedi and doesn't want to mess with them anymore. So Thrawn is Dracula and Jedi are garlic. Ka- kind priest, of priest wearing garlic. Yes, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, what did we think about the Ezra here? This is where we first get to see him, see the performance by Iman Asfande as Ezra. I, first of all, I, uh, I watched Rebels. I didn't really, Ezra was kind of cloying and annoying to me because yep. he was, but he was the kid. I was always like more into Kanan and Hera, that arc, um, and Sabine because Mandalorians are awesome and I mm-hmm. love Mandalorians. But I like grown up Ezra, and I I really think I thought it was, I really enjoyed the part where they're getting attacked, and Sabine like is like, "Here's your lightsaber, do your thing," and he's like, "Nah, the force is on my side," and then he just starts force messing up everybody, I'm jagging everybody. I'm like, that is, I thought it was great. When Hati, did you notice when Hati was like coming at him, and he's like force pushing away? Her saber, yeah, it bent. like it, like it, like arced where his hands were pushing up against it. That yeah. was because light, cool, you can bend light if you're strong enough. Yeah, I mean that was awesome. It's plasma. Well, and I can tell you, not having much background with rebels, the Ezra reunion didn't 
resonate with me as much as I think other people did. Right. Mikey, what was your thoughts on the Ezra reunion? Um, it, it handled in Star Wars fashion. You, you, they set it up to be like, oh, she just made universe-changing decision to get to this person. They should be bawling and crying and peeing and screaming and hugging. Like, what is the emotion that should happen at that reunion? They did hug. They did. And it was a very touching hug, but I think they did the, the kid-friendly Star Wars, like, let's just, like, this is so weird. Let's be back to, let's go back to where we were. Like, let's be the friends and the loved ones we are and pick up right where we left off, which you can do with your best friend you haven't seen sure, in a minute. You know? sure. So that's the vibe I got from it. And it's like, I'm going to give you a little crap. You're going to give me a little crap. Took you a long time to get here. I know. <laughs> and then hug and then like let it sink in for a minute. They hug for about 12 seconds. You know, that's the thought of like, I can't believe I'm actually touching you like that sort of thing. It's a hard thing to that's a hard that's a hard scene to nail. Like. I agree. To give that context, like in a in a one interaction, but they they went with humor, which is Mikey's favorite thing to do. So I give it a thumbs up. That's all I had on Ezra. I don't. I again, like I said, it didn't it didn't land with me because like, I don't have a lot of Ezra backstory. Ezra backstory, yeah. There was a lot of fan service in in that. If you didn't watch Rebels, you wouldn't have got. There's like the fact that he puts on the night trooper armor is. He was doing that all the time in Rebels. He was always putting on stormtrooper armor and and pretending to be a stormtrooper. All right, he I got always. I got a nitpick about that. He was always on the little. <laughs> he was always on the little. Yeah, why didn't he take his helmet off? Why? Was, yeah, that I, is such yeah, unneeded force. It's been yeah. so great, and he walks off the shuttle with, with the helmet on. What? Why, why would he even walk up? He should have been. Why was he flying with the helmet on? Why was he flying in any of it? It yeah. can't be comfortable. Yeah. I, could, I I did not like that moment. I mean, other than they wanted the chopper hero thing. I could understand flying. We always need more chopper. I could understand flying in the armor just because he was probably had to get out of there fast. But I, the, helmet, was just in his the helmets are known to be hard else. to see out of. So <laughs> why wouldn't you take your helmet off? Unless he wanted to do a bit. He a likes bit that, that could get you shot. A bit that could get you shot. I guess he yeah. figured, But Ezra is I didn't like, like that. that. He is that sort of ragamuffin. He does yeah. have that scampness to him. That's true. I, I also say this. I don't know. I haven't seen all the animated shows, so I don't know Ezra's <laughs> complete arc. I know what Kevin's told me. So, Scotty, you do make me realize that like he is the least explained person in this series. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's because he plays... This isn't... It's a so not, not his story, right? Yeah, it's true. He is. He was the MacGuffin. So yeah. the MacGuffin yeah, is Yeah, he's the MacGuffin. Yeah, you're right. And so <laughs> why does the MacGuffin show up in armor at the end? Because... Okay, I'll, the ke- beat. I'll, kev- I'll Kev rewrites for it. This is what happened. So he's coming in... Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. No. Kev rewrites. But he came up with a theme for this. <laughs> he's coming in on the ship, and he's, he, does, he doesn't know Hera's going to be there. And he sees Hera and Chopper, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna put the hel- I'm gonna come out with the helmet on, just to mess with, just him. to mess with them." So that, that so he was he's doing a bit. It, that's the only that's way. The you can only the only that way you can explain it. That, that he would do sense. that. I think that I think that when he saw that Hera and Chopper were there, right, he was like, "Oh, I'm totally coming out with a helmet on." I think if he just saw Rando Rebels. No, well, not rebels anymore. But right. It, All right. They so were to him. He didn't really actually know that they. Well, he knew that they won at this point because he right. was told. But he left when they hadn't won yet. Um, but if he saw randoms, that he'd probably be like, "I better take this helmet off, or I'm going to get blown up." <laughs> no, chops. Um, chops save the day. Droids are the superheroes. Always the superheroes. Um, other stuff around Ezra that I was highly amused by. He and Sabine make the jump to the to the thing. I love. Yeah. 
He jumps, Sabine helps him, and this big trumpet music as he arcs up into the sky, and then you get the perspective from the dock, and it goes, and the music just stops. I laughed out loud at that moment, but it's okay, because he grabbed onto the very edge of it. It was such a great moment. I love that. So that was something that Kane and, and Ezra would do all the time. Do kind of a push-pull thing? A push-pull thing, yeah. They do that all the time. So that was also Rebels fan service there. The, yeah, the push-pull well. stuff. Yeah. Well, it was a great moment. The thing I love most about Ezra is the, the you mentioned the scene, but uh, he gives me such cheer it vibes. He gives me such wild force user vibes. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. like yeah, we're, we're, that, and that's what we're talking about with this whole show is like there's Jedi and then there's ex Jedi and then there's renounced Jedi and reformed yeah. Jedi and now yeah, yeah. people in the, out in the wild in exile using the force. Yeah, Filoni's redefining, uh, the, redefining the force and force users in a way that I think a lot of fans used to do in their backyard when yeah, they yeah. play absolutely yeah, Force push. No, but I, I will tell you, Mikey, it, I just put it together. You're absolutely right. When you said that, yeah. do you remember when he's building the lightsaber yeah. with Yue? And he's oh, like, that's really funny. That was really Yue's funny. really, no, sir, you do not have a process. You have a method. And it's madness. <laughs> and, it, and it's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it takes weeks to build a lightsaber. Ezra's going to do it in like five minutes and yeah. just... Well, no, yeah. this is the way you do it. <laughs> it's just like, I have a system. <laughs> no, sir, you have a method. It was hilarious, and I think it speaks to that point you just made. And yeah, and then yeah, Hu, Hu Yang comes back with, well, who's your master again? Oh, yeah, I taught him how to build a lightsaber. And then he gave him the same emitter that so he had on his Star, Star Wars Echoes, man, we love him. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Ezra, because he's like doing the force pushes and the kicks and like the kung fu moves. Yeah. So if we're going to look at Star Wars as Jedi are samurai-influenced, mm-hmm. these are the Shaolin monks, these wild magic yeah. force users, and I want that all day long. Give me yeah. a give me a force-using je- drunken master, please. Some grumpy old Yoda who d- isn't wise, he's just like, nah. We kind of got that with Kuil, but give Kuil force powers. I want that character immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Kuil from uh, yeah. not Johnny's character in Obi Wan, where want, he's got a garage door opener, his force powers. That's it. I want yes, I want oh, yeah. I want Kuil's attitude with uh, uh, Ezra's force powers. I can't. This is going to be like a three-hour podcast, and there's only four episodes. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about the the arc of the bad guys here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, Balin and Shin. Yeah, Balin and Shin Hati. Yes. Their names are literally named after like wolves of like Nordic wolf mythology. That's why Balin sounds familiar. Yeah, okay. one of them, like one of them, is the light wolf, and one of them is the dark wolf, and one's chasing the sun, and one's chasing the moon. Ah, there's really? all kinds of crazy stuff in here. And Balin's the one chasing the sun, but S U N, trying to return to the light. But in Star Wars, there is a sun S O N. And that's the in the Mortis arc. There's the father, the son, and the daughter. I'm glad we've gotten here. <laughs> yeah. So he's on this planet, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, there's like some kind of crazy power here. There's something calling to me." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, you've been a great apprentice, but I need to go do something right now. <laughs> Our paths diverge here. Yes. And, Good luck in your future and endeavors. I. It's." She's, it's just great. She's like, what? what, what? <laughs> it was like, we're not going to be together forever. Yeah. I really, I don't know. I just enjoyed how it surprised me. Like you say, you, I know Scott's big on when something surprises Absolutely. you. It surprised me that he's literally like, yeah. So 
I gotta go do a thing, and you're, you know, you're uh, good. I know you'll, we're stuck here, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm sure yeah. there's. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. See you later. You'll be fine. And part, part, parting, <laughs> yeah, parting lesson: Don't be impatient. Okay, bye. <laughs> Just like all right. I also like they had that whole interaction where he kind of he kind of explains and talks about Order sixty six from his perspective, right? And how the Jedi went wrong, but he he still isn't like totally dark. He's like they could have done it right. They could have done something. Could have done it right. Yes. And he's he kind of has a little bit of Qui Gon feelings in there a little bit of mace windu feelings in there he's got that kind of ah it didn't have to be this way (laughs) and then he explains like how oh ezra is like one of those like free-range jedis and she's like like me and he's like no i trained you to be something different something better something better oh that's right that's right oh they're one of the the because i had the subtitles on he's a boken jedi yeah or something Uh uh-huh and i don't know what that means i think I is it is that it, again? Like I said, the same way Ezra was trained. Yeah, and she says, "Oh, like me." Yeah, that moment. Yeah. That moment hit me too. He's like, "No, you're something much if, different, if, if much I, more." Yeah, he took, he could he could have been a broken Jedi, and they just had a typo in the, no. in the subtitles. No. <laughs> well, and he and and this is when he has that whole speech about, "Oh, it's all just cycles, and it's you know swing and oh, they that all was just intense, killing though. each other." Yes, it was a great speech, um, and and he's just like. Done walking away from all of it, and he walks up on the mountain. And of course, I had to go back and rewatch. I didn't catch it the first. I was like, "What? We're in Middle Earth now." <laughs> it does look like where they fight the wargs for sure. Right. Same, uh, same so, rocks I, and everything. I, I went back, and of course, this is the Mortis gods from the Mortis arc. Hell yeah! Which I also went back and rewatched in the last forty-eight hours. Mm. Just um, to catch, catch back up just on to all catch that back lore. up. And I mean, it's that's great, and that's clearly what they're doing. Clearly what they're doing is the more, and that's clear that the, the father, the son is over on one side and there's the daughter on the other side with so, her head cut but, off. But refresh me on that arc. What, what's the bullet points? Because I, like, I know that name, but we've talked about so many different troopers in this episode. I'm a little, little okay, behind. so the, the Mortis arc was a three-episode arc in season three. I think it's like episode 15, 16, 17. Okay. And it's the only place it's referenced. It's not referenced anywhere else. It's got a real different style than the rest of the Clone Wars series. It's a really pretty set of episodes, just okay. if you're into artwork and such. But basically, there is a father, and there's a son, and there's a daughter. They lure uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka there, and they're lost. they lose contact with the outside world. And the father keeps the balance. The son is consumed by the dark side, or is, represents the dark side. The sister represents the light side. Ah. Mm-hmm. The... Unless she's Kevin, help, help me out with the book. I don't want to get too into the weeds on this. Um, I mean, the long and the short of the Mortis arc is they make Anakin choose between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. And at one point, Ahsoka actually dies. Mm-hmm. Or is it the... the well, yeah, yeah, no, it's... Or is it the light or the sister dies? The daughter. Okay, so, okay, as I remember it, the sister bleeds Obi-Wan and Ahsoka to a knife. So they get the knife that can be used to kill the brother. Well, mm-hmm. the knife is really what the brother wants uh, because the knife can be used to also kill the dad, and that's what the brother wants to do. Brother wants to kill the dad because he wants to get off the planet. How Oedipus, but I love it. I know, right? Again, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here. Oh, it's lore. I love it. He uh, enchants Ahsoka, makes Ahsoka fight Anakin. During the fight, Ahsoka gets injured, and then he takes the dagger away, and he comes at the father with the dagger and... 
sister jumps in and she gets stabbed by the dagger. That's right. Dead. That's right. And she's dying and brother runs off and Anakin becomes a conduit between Ahsoka and the light side. Mori, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. And he transfers her essence into Ahsoka. So Ahsoka is connected to Mori. And Mori is the owl that shows up. Yeah, that that's owl. the bird we see at the end. Yeah. That's the bird we see at the end. That's Mori. That's the sister whose statue is missing its head. Ooh. At the end. Yeah. At the end. When Balin's standing. Balin, at the end, those those big old Lord of the Rings looking statues. Yeah, yeah. Where he's standing on the finger. Mm-hmm. That's the father. That yes. he's standing on his finger. So those are the Mortis and figures. To his left, you can see the the, the brother slash son. Okay. And to the right is the sister's body, but her head's gone. Well, so in she, the timeline, so she got stabbed. Did she die in the Mortis arc of the? She cartoons? died in the Mortis arc. So now there's but theories she's, out I think, there in Ahsoka, technically. Right. There's theories out there that when they leave, Mortis resets itself, and the whole thing goes over again. Yeah. Yeah, for so the next Jedi. It's sort of time out of time, right? It's a world, a, yes. out, of, yeah, a world yeah. out on its own. Um, much of the where the big showdowns take place, it's the same kind of lines that are in the world between worlds. Yeah. Gotcha. It's yeah. the same kind of artistic motif. Yeah. It's not the world between worlds, but it looks, there's yeah. elements that look similar mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. They're just ripping off Wheel of Time, man. They're talking well, about the cycle repeating itself. They got the ways, which is Wheel of Time's version of the world, world, world between oh, worlds. Just right. kidding. So he's he's pointing, and he's pointing at a mountain way off in the distance, uh-huh. and it's got a blinky thing. That's got looks, a blinky. I missed the blinky orange, thing. and it looks light. exactly like the blinky thing that Anakin sees in the Mortis arc that he goes to. That's correct. Ooh. So the theory is is that Balin's going to go into the same place Anakin did. And be tested in the same way, because if it does reset itself, then you know everything's there. Gotcha. And, and the you know the the light, like how can the light die? So that that's the light doesn't die, but because okay, so but like does that mean Mortis is like a, is like an Anubis underworld thing where it's like the testing of your pu- purity of your force and you like the user? I something something okay. like that. Yeah, it's very esoteric. Fair yeah. enough. It's, um, it's lore mythology. And they are, yeah, they're not Jedi's. They're not Sith. They are above and beyond, and they are way more powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. In the Force than no Sith any and of Jedi the, are just any of the humans. They're kind of adjacent to the original George Lucas idea of the wills. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. Oh, so yeah. that's kind of like playing with that idea in a way, it. like the because the wills were supposed to be like above and beyond and other right well the other the other thing so there's again this is irresponsible speculation <laughs> i read on the internet that the mouth because what we never hear about is the mom we never hear about yeah, yeah, yeah. mom uh-huh. and so one theory i read was father is order mom is chaos yeah the mother's children are light you've seen you've seen this theory no too. i know about the, the mother's been written about before is that mom over there Mm. underneath that orange light and that would be chaos problem is is that they're either gonna because unfortunately ray stevenson's left us such a great performance my favorite performance in all the show for sure is ray stevenson balen's goal they're either gonna need to resolve it maybe in comics or books hopefully um that's or i would be okay with a recast it won't ever be the same because yeah he was so memorable. But I mean, if he's like, he isn't, I can see how he can be gone now. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, it's not a perfect resolution, but his story has unfolded. Yes, his story could be over with now. Yeah. Especially because um, if you're talking about like yeah. that reference to the, the light and I want to see what's going to happen with Shin Hati for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. And... And it's it's interesting that we get this. So I don't know what's going to happen next season. I don't know if Thrawn is going to like people think the Thrawn stuff is going to happen in his movie, and then Ahsoka season two is just going to be them on this in this other galaxy the whole time. Well, I'll say you threw me off. I didn't know Filoni was getting a movie. He is okay. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, does yeah. that mean like is my thinking then if he gets a movie that that negates future Ahsoka? I have, more I have a feeling that Ahsoka is going to stay a series, and the movie is going to have the other the ah. the other stuff in it. I think I've heard that theory, and it makes sense to me. I, I agree with you, Kevin, for once. Uh, that, <laughs> that yes, I I think you're right. I think the Thrawn is going to be the big bad of the movie, whatever yeah. movie Filoni's doing. Yeah, um, I think. There's but been, Ahsoka gets her own. It's still her show, and still. I I hope so. Yeah, I would hope um, so too. Like I said, I at the end of the day. I'm still not enamored with the Ahsoka fights, and right. I wanted to be. Did you think Ariana Greenblatt did better? Because I heard a lot of people thinking so. They said that the Ariana Greenblatt, when the child Ahsoka uh, fought so much like the the animated Ahsoka, that they, people were amazed. Of course, she is like 15 years old, so right. So yeah, you would probably get that. But yeah, I again, I even after the big final fight scene with with Elspeth, yeah. Should we I talk about best fight scenes after that? Yeah, make your point. So man. best best fight scenes. Well, and again, I'll be honest with you, this final five episodes, I didn't have a fight scene that really stood out to me. Really? It's it's still that that Balin Ahsoka fight is still oh, okay. of the whole series. Of the whole series. Yeah. yeah. I didn't the the big Morgan Elsbeth fight at the end uh, with Ahsoka. She I'm got sorry, Talzin I, sword. She did. I just don't I I don't believe Rosaria as an action fighter type person. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Rosario. I love you in every other way as Ahsoka, but <laughs> I just don't buy the physicality. Yeah. And we, we saw, and I, I sent it to you after the last episode where literally in an interview, she was talking about like, you know, I want to do this. And they're like, yeah, that's animated. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. No, Scotty, you did bring it up, and I was distracted by it because I was looking for it, and I was like, I could. When you look for it, you can notice it. Yeah. But that's that's being nitpicky and like looking. It is for it. very nitpicky. I think it fits. I think they try and justify it, and that she's now like she is the, I guess more the Qui Gon, more the Yoda. She's now like the wise, the wizened uh, master. So she she should be not battling like she used to. You know, more restraint, different choices these times, but. It is like the same four moves. And especially when she's doing the kata with Anakin hologram in the background. Very touching, but I'm like, we can tell it's four moves. Like, give her a little bit more choreography. Oh, I see. Is, what is, what, is yeah. how it came across. Yep. <laughs> she did get that that kind of awesome, like, got to cut up two night troopers oh, as they yeah. got pulled by Sabine and Ezra. There you yep. go. She got to do her pose. All right. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will give you my favorite fight scene. It was when... The storm. Uh, the three of them are standing kind of up on up on some stairs. Yeah, yeah. And the night troopers are coming at them. They come back and, to life and, after they come back. No, to no, life. no. This oh. is before. Oh, okay. And they're 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 all just you know the the two Jedi's are this this and you see Sabine over in the corner like she takes one off the shoulder and yeah. and then she takes one off the other arm and Soka goes Sabine switch to your blasters. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. hilarious because it's what you like, Kevin. You talk about how you never see 
a Jedi failing. Yeah. Uh, and thank God she's a Mandalorian because yeah. she had the armor on that would deflect the blasters. Yeah. And I, I thought about you when that happened. I was like, that's exactly, she's the failing Jedi. Yeah. So much so she has to be told. I Yeah. I've, I really, really like Sabine in this. Mm-hmm. I think they did her justice. Yeah. It's not just because of Natasha Bordito. It's not just because of that. I really like, like I said, in Rebels, I like Sabine as a character. That was probably my favorite character out of Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Was Sabine um, because it was a kind of a different take on a Mandalorian before they ever did any of the Mandalorian shows or anything. Yep. So that was always my favorite character out of there. Plus, she was an artist and all kind of fun stuff. Um, and then I, I really, really think they did her justice in this. And I, I am one of those people who's like, does everyone have to be a Jedi? I can yeah. get kind of grumpy about that. But that seed was planted in Rebels. She had the Darksaber. Kanan started training her with the Darksaber because her idea was to do what ended up happening in Mandalorian. I can reunite Mandalore with this. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. So that, that seed was planted in Rebels, and that's fine. I'm, I get the concern of like, oh, now everybody's a Jedi. But, but they, like what helps me with that is that I love how many times they give Sabine the fake out, though. Like one was the mug in the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. That mug was super smug, smug mug. It, <laughs> mug, it wouldn't, mug. It wouldn't be moved by the force. Uh, but then We're she tries that to, t-shirt, smug mug. <laughs> I'm going to put it. Yeah, I'm going to put that mug in there. And then she tries again when she, they first put her in isolation. Yeah, yeah. Which is so weird. But this one must remain in isolation hilarious but yeah so she goes to try and open the cell but it ends up being the ship that's moving everything and you're like oh she was about to use the force and then when she legit uses the force it's because it's in dire situation and she's getting choked out and if she doesn't get her lightsaber she will die yeah and then that's how her we as the audience get to see her realize her force powers and that's super fitting yeah in in the same way we had callbacks to a new hope I thought that was a callback to Empire oh, when yeah. he's yeah. strung upside down and reaching for the lightsaber and it, it jiggles. It's, I was like, oh. it's the trials of the Jedi. What was oh, your I favorite fight scene, Mikey? Um, I like the Nodi people. I like that they gave them, because it really could have been a Tusken Raider situation like we got in Mando Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, yeah. Mando season 2.5, <laughs> where it could have just been like a wipeout thing. But they gave these little hermit dudes resilience. Like, yeah. they live out here and they persist. So, like, they are capable. Are mm-hmm. they the best? No. Like, you can get the you can get the better of them eventually. But they got these strong ass tanks and they're throwing rocks and I love it. It was great. Mm-hmm. And then they get to hide in their shell when people come around. I want to be on that team. It's like, oh no, humans. <laughs> the noties. They're so cute. I enjoyed when Sabine got to shine and fight the nomads by herself. Oh, yeah. And she was doing the, what I I like to kind of call the Luke Skywalker, where you got you have a blaster and a lightsaber at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Hybrid know? fight. So Mando. Yeah. But she actually knows how to swing the lightsaber around. Yeah. And it's always cool seeing them work. Like, her skills are the best to watch because she does have, like, more of the gadgets. But then seeing them interact, not only was it cool when it was Ahsoka and Sabine, but now the three of them fight together as yeah, smoothly really as clockwork. Good. That's always fun to watch. Great. Nitpicks. Uh, I have one and only one. I don't know how to fix it. This was going to be a Kevin rewrite, so that was going to shift across <laughs> the table, so I didn't get the blame for it. But I, I will take it on. Um, <laughs> my, only, my only one complaint is a character action that I don't think is true to the character, and that is Sabine. 
Sabine, like, props to Thrawn. He sends her away. He makes it so you get your wish. Contract fulfilled. Also, we're going to leave you here. Sorry. Like, Was it when she threw the lightsaber over her shoulder? Nope. Oh. Because I, I get that, too. <laughs> so she shows up. They have their reunion. Her mission is accomplished. The choice she made has resolved. Mm-hmm. She has made it to Ezra. Yeah. And she knows she's going to be stranded, and mm-hmm. she just accepts it. And she's like, I'll tell Ezra eventually. For now, I'll say it's complicated. I, it makes narrative sense to do it that way because that makes Ahsoka the hero. So I don't know how to fix it. But in my mind, Sabine would get Ezra, be like, I'm so glad I found you. I made the choice to be here, but that choice was wrong. Thing Like, Thrawn is here. Like, we have to go back. And so that makes for a much shorter season. But I don't think Sabine would have just, like, gotten Ezra and been like, okay, this is my life now. And that, that felt a little off to me. But it, it, narratively, it worked out. And I'm it with made, you. I made see that. longer episodes. But that just, I, I had time, I had to adjust to that because I was like, oh, not, not what the character would do, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, that's not what I would have made the character do. But. I never even realized any of that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, like it, it was just like it's also the same reason. Like, how long do the catacombs take to load? Uh, it'll take three, three days, days, aka two episodes. Like, yeah, we get it. Okay, fine. Like, you know, like Sabine can't go immediately running back because Ahsoka has to have her arc and Thrawn encounter, and we have to resolve it that way. But mm-hmm. I just Sabine being like, Ezra, I found you. Oh, okay, we're stranded here. I'll tell you about it later. But this is our life now. I, yeah, it would. It would. I mean, if you want to, Kev rewrites it. Then you you would have to have more problems with Balin and Hati and exactly. the more right the actually more, prevent her from going back, right yeah you know more than just exile yeah which yeah. is a valid reason and then like I mean I'm saying like I could be exiled on some stranded planet in a galaxy <laughs> you know I'd be okay with it no like she handles it but that was my uh, pedantic nitpick all right I have a pedantic nitpick uh-huh how many times can one ship crash and continue to be repaired <laughs> and still flyable <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I want you, Yue. No, Yue. That's the guy from Dune. Uh, Yang. Hu Yang. I want Hu Yang fixing my car. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of Dune in here, so that's allowed to mix that up. Uh, that's right. Doesn't matter how bad they go. She ran it into two Tie, tie fighters, fighters which get obliterated. Yeah. And yet, by the end of the show, we can jump off on top of it and fly off. Well, the little guys helped them though. They, it, it showed it showed the little hermit guys those, helping them. Those dudes were not Babu Frick. So well, but no it, way those guys are. Well, no, but they're they're those little their little trailer things are like mechanical. Yeah, they I guess hover and float and stuff. I mean, but just parts. Where do you get parts? Yeah, from? not, not when out there. Stuff breaks. You get you need parts. They not, got the parts. They got the parts from the that one that one trailer that got busted. They got they the just, parts made out of space whale bones because yeah. it's a space whale graveyard. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I loved about Mandalorian was they blew a ship. The, the ship got got crashed, and they fixed it, and then it crashed again. But yes, which you no, know, that's funny that you bring that up because actually that was going to be my loose uh, unnecessary justification for it is that I think because they made the ship such a like a boon to Mando, like it was always breaking. I'm like it, that was the reason he was always finding himself places. That they were like, we can't have like ship failures. We did that for two seasons. We did like, that for two seasons. The ship crashes, okay. but it's fine. Who Yang smart? Like, just keep going. He's old. He knows what he's doing. He, he has lots of extra parts. He has lots. Of, that's right. They're all lightsaber parts. Yeah. And he's been holding on to since uh, uh, Kalen. Or no, Caleb. 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 
I knew him when he was a youngling. So oh, that's true. Caleb You're, Doom. Right. You're right. He's right. He has so many names. Yeah, you are correct. Your nitpick, Kevin? My nitpick was the the everyone a Jedi thing. I know they're kind of doing like if everyone tries hard enough, they can touch the Force. But this was seen beyond when when little green hair boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jason. What Jay? I know. Uh, when he needs headtails. Anyway, uh, at least nubbins something. So Jason is there, and he's like, he's like, listen, mom, you can hear it, and and she's like, uh, oh yeah, I can hear it. I'm like, how can she hear it? That that's yeah. Well, because well, here is not the force sensitive one. It like, comes from his dad, right? Yeah. Right. He's here in the, in the into the world between worlds. But we're talking about wild force magic. Here's what happened. <gasps> Jason is a he's the force sensitive one. Yeah. I think he's like a conduit. He has a bond with his mom. That's like love bond, love force. I think there's like there's crossover. Oh, she there. was using his, him as like an antenna? I think so. Or like uh-huh. he was open like turning up the frequency. Right. Because they were standing okay. next to each other. You know what though? I just thought of something. What's that? How could he hear them fighting with lightsabers if it wasn't a Force ghost and Ahsoka actually fighting with lightsabers? How could he have heard inside of Ahsoka's head if it was all in her mind? (laughs) I didn't say it was all in her mind. This is a great way to finish the episode. (laughs) No, you're wrong. I'm kidding. Are you saying it's like a manifestation in uh, in the world between worlds? Like it existed? Yes. Okay. Yeah, if 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 that'll fix this this thing that we have right now, Kevin. Yes, that's the, I, that's the way I see it. I li- uh, listen. No, I will admit that I'm wrong and I misinterpret. I thought you were saying that it was literally all in her mind, like she was. No, li- she was in the world between worlds. She brought that with her. Okay, I thought you were saying that she was like literal, like she was like at the bottom of the ocean, just like dreaming this whole thing. <laughs> I, did you know? I say that? No, that I misinterpreted you. She was in the world with she was in the world between worlds, and she brought it with her. Right. Okay. There we go. And it manifested itself as Anakin. As Anakin. Okay. I see what you're saying. I I I still think it was the Force Ghost, because but I no, I see what you're saying. I can see how it can be interpreted that way, and it's a very valid way to interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. But but the fa- the fact that Jason can hear it and the fact that he says I don't remember this battle it just leads me to think that's what they're pointing to. But I could be wrong, and maybe we'll never know because maybe if someone asks Filoni, he'll just get a little smirk on his face. That, that is, like that's what I want you nerds yeah. doing. Yeah, because I, 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 that is I could see Filoni giving that answer because at the end of the day, it that's it's inconsequential whether it's real or not because the choices are made. Right. Like Ahsoka makes her choices. Anakin made his choices. We've seen those, you know, those played out as tragically and beautifully as they did, you know, so it's not, it's the choices you make. It's not your beliefs. It's what we're learning in the whole episode. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not what order you belong to, not, not the power you have. It's what you do with it. Speaking of beautiful, I thought it was kind of beautiful at the end when Sabine is like, oh, there's something out there. There's what? I don't. And the Soka's like, what is it? She's like, oh, oh, it's just like playing with the light or something. And then, no, no, she and, says a great line. Yep, shadows and stardust. Yeah, shadows and stardust. I love that line. Yeah. And 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 then the Soka's like, okay. And then she's like, looks, and then she goes, oh, oh Anakin's over there. So Sabine could kind of see him, but didn't know. What she I was think that's exactly at. what. Yeah, she's looking at. She's sensing yeah. a disturbance in the force, just yeah. like Jason yep. did. So she could kind of see him, but then. So that was that's Anakin there, right? Now, the, everyone gets hooked up on on what he's wearing too. I don't understand why everyone gets so like 
hooked up on like why why can't a force ghost manifest them how selves however they want to. Oh, 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 oh. I have, I have pure speculation it, it's justification not like, for it. They act like it's like, you know, they act like it's the, uh, you know, the ghost hunter ghost where the, you have to like, you're, you're forever in what you died in, you know, ooh, ooh. like moaning Myrtle or yeah, something, you know. If, uh, for that argument, I get the nerves that are mad about, like, for ghosts should be represented how they die. Like, I get that is a logic that is applied to media. But these are different kinds of These are ghosts. different, and yeah. it's beautiful that they're different, and I want to give my two cents on it. Because we did this in Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan couldn't talk to Qui-Gon until the end of the show. Right. When his conflict was resolved, when his soul and his connection to the Force was made whole and pure again, mm-hmm. and he got to see his master. All the Force ghosts we've seen are the pretty, like, pure forms of the Force user. Like... It, Alec Guinness, yes, he looks old. They probably would have done him younger had they the opportunity, but it's Alec Guinness being pure Alec Guinness. Seeing Anakin as no conflict with Darth Vader, no conflict with the Force, just Anakin as he was as a master and a teacher in plain garb, existing in the Force, I think that's the why they they depict him as that. It's the purity thing. Ahsoka sees him because now she her guilt is resolved. And her connection to the Force is now purifying. Yes. So she's getting the, the Obi-Wan benefit of being able to see Force ghosts a little bit better. Right. And the Force ghosts, I think, are the... It's your pure being of yeah. when you get back to the Force. And I think they can, they can manifest however they wish, especially, you know, they would... Man- like, Obi-Wan's going to manifest as old Obi-Wan because if he manifests as young Obi-Wan, Luke wouldn't know who that he was. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, and, and we get to see Anakin in the way of the the world between worlds. We get to see him Darth Vader a little bit, and his his lightsaber changes. So right, and you know uh, the there are no rules. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know Anakin's not gonna like Luke. Really didn't know what Anakin looked like under there. So no. when, when the Anakin Force Ghost shows up, I mean he's gonna manifest however he wants. And you know the old man that was there because they they hadn't resolved that. When he turned into oh, yeah, yeah. Darth Vader, he looked like X. Uh, so He really let himself go under that armor. Though. Yeah. He really let himself go. <laughs> he did. He had a hard life, though, man. He's allowed some, and some bonbons. That and wound some on your head, get that thing looked at. That's a, one of the um, redos that didn't bother me at all, them putting Hayden Christensen in there. It bumped me at first, but I've gotten used to it. Yeah. Because as he has continued to show up after the prequels, he yeah. showed up in Obi-Wan, he showed yeah, up yeah. here, and yeah. all these different things. I... I really am. I, I I never disliked Hayden Christensen, yeah. except in Attack of the Clones. But <laughs> after that, I I think he's really grown into the part, and over the years gone by, I think it's great because the fandom has allowed him to. Yeah. Uh, that's my hot take. One thing Agreed. before we wrap up and do our pizza ratings. Mm-hmm. One thing I Scott, one you thought of me for one thing with the I thought of you for one thing. It's when Ahsoka's having her wibbly wobbly timey wimey time. Mm-hmm. And she's on the Siege of Mandalore, and Captain Rex shows up. <laughs> Your dog showed up. We're watching it with my wife, and I go, oh, oh, that's our dog. <laughs> Scott's a, dog is named Rex. Yeah. Why after, is he named Anakin, Rex? Because his other dog's named Anakin. We adopted a dog <laughs> named Anakin. I did not choose that name. That's true, I know. And the dog came with Anakin, and then we got a new dog who is second to Anakin. Mm-hmm. He is Rex. He's Rex. But it was really neat to see him live at. That's the first time he's ever yes, seen absolutely. live action as well. And they gave him a voice line, but I'm pretty sure they just ripped that from show audio. No, I think Timo Morrison oh, really? did it. 
Yeah, yeah he's credited on the yeah. cast list. He might have been in the suit. I don't even know. Could be. Ooh. Yeah. That's a day at work for sure. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the suit. All right. All right. Behind the scenes. I have a feeling that this pizza ratings are going to be kind of high. But every uh, time we like to do an assumption, we like to do a pizza rating. For those of you who don't know our show, yeah, it's yeah. the most arbitrary system in the world, but there is a basis for it. Yes. Out of eight slices of pizza, eight being the best, one being the worst, we give ratings on things. We can add and subtract toppings. We can add sides. <laughs> we can make it so confusing. No one knows exactly how it is, but you can tell whether we liked it or not. We can pick its preparation method, its delivery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just not picking it up. That's the only thing. I'm lazy. All right. So, Scotty, as the guest, I do believe it is customary that guests go first. Yeah, you're not technically a guest anymore. That's, That's a good voice point. guest. That's a good point. Had you asked me directly after I watched the finale, uh, I was contemplating not eight slices. Ooh, I was. I was. How, I was, how low did what we was, go? What was taking slices off? Um, I I felt like I got no resolution. Oh, I felt yeah. like I dropped into the middle of a story. I don't completely understand it. And I don't know all the all the context that I feel like I need to understand the story. Mm-hmm. And then we're just story just stops. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I really went in for a rewatch and really put my thoughts together for this that I I really saw what the show was trying to do. And like I've said it like three times now, this is Ahsoka's arc. For sure. And Ahsoka at the very beginning, again, my favorite fight scene, she is the aggressor against Balin. She takes her her cloak off first. She ignites her lightsaber first. She is going after Balin because she's angry and she's mad and she's guilty and she's, it's all pointed at herself. That's too much emotion though. That That's was Ahsoka dangerous. the Grey. That was Ahsoka the Grey. That's exactly right. And she goes on this journey and that's what the show Ahsoka is about. That's kind of the epiphany that I had. This is about her mm-hmm. and how now she is embracing her role. And I thought about, I said it earlier, I thought about that moment where she's with Grogu and she's like, mm, no, sorry, yeah. Mando, you're going to have to deal with this one. Uh, and just, I was like, wow, that's so wrong. Why would she do that? And it all makes sense now mm. because she was not ready to move on to the next part of her life and be a master and take on a Padawan. Mm-hmm. And so it was that realization of the, of that arc and how really complete and detailed Ahsoka's arc is throughout this piece that really just, it had me feeling like Star Wars again. Mm. It just feels like Star Wars, that mm-hmm. comfortable space wizard and the stakes are huge and the galaxy has to be saved. So I am giving it eight slices of everything pizza because this thing had, and there's still so much left that we're still going to learn about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's the the Balin Shin T subplot. There's, of Mm -hmm. course, the Thrawn, which I think is no longer a subplot. That'll be even bigger. Um, And now it's just plot plot. (laughs) At the at the end of it, Ahsoka is fulfilled. She's happy. She's where she's supposed to be. And I think she says those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so she's gonna focus on becoming the next better version of herself and a Jedi master and or whatever she is, and she's got a Padawan to train. So mm-hmm. uh, everything because this this really had everything. In a totally different galaxy. In a totally different galaxy. That's right. It's crazy. In new locales, yeah. What about you, Mikey? 
I, I have to do a rewatch at least because of Scotty's perspective. Like it, it is the name of the show. It's right there on the tin. It's telling us what the show is about. It's about Ahsoka. But what's interesting is how much stuff happens just for Ahsoka to have like that development is and simply on paper it's like oh she's ready for a padawan now which is short and sweet you know but also like thrawn's back sabine almost died like ezra's back like all that happened while this arc was also occurring is fascinating and i kind of want to think like almost all the events are because of not ahsoka like it's almost i, I want to see how much eight i, I want to rewatch it because i want to see how much agency he has based on your theory that's fascinating my pizza slice, uh, the howler dog that Sabine gets gets a slice and all the toppings just for that creature. They had a uh, Star Wars dog was amazing. Uh, I loved all the bits with it. Bat rat dog. Yeah, he was the best. He tried. To, he wanted to eat the nodi so bad, and she's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, fine." And then he ended up taking cover with them. Oh, it was a, it was a little subplot that was amazing. We got more space whales. We got more wild magic force using. That's I love this side of Star Wars, and we haven't gotten it a bunch. So yeah, space whales, a, f- a fight in space whale bones. That's it. And using, getting in their mouth, Jonah, the uh, Bible story and Pinocchio story, yeah. getting in the whale and journeying to, to visit the muse and do your hero's journey. There's the Bible showing up again. Weird. I know. But no, it's it. I love this side of Star Wars. Yes, there's still Jedi and stuff, but we're getting away from it and we're, we're calling them out loud. It's like, oh yeah, the Jedi were wrong and nobody's correcting them. So we're getting that side of it in here as well. Mm-hmm. So it's an eight out of eight. Uh, the toppings remain to be seen because I, all my expectations are on that we're getting a season two. Yeah. So I, if that happens, I'm ready for it because I want to see where this goes. If season one is all we get, that would be very disappointing mm-hmm. um, because it would just be such a waste of something they're setting up to be really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think it resolved fine for me, but it's, it's also, it set me up for more. And if it, you know, that we don't get more, that'll be the only bummer. So mm-hmm. eight out of eight slices. Loved it. I am right with you, Mikey. I really enjoyed this a lot. There were points where I was like, yeah, I think I like Andor better. But then... Because Andor is the bar. I thought about that too. But then they but then they started putting kind of Andory stuff in here. We had that whole thing with Hera. We didn't even talk about how Hera was like getting court-martialed oh. and then C-3PO shows up and... Princess you know, Leia homage. And is like, yeah, and he's like, oh, you know, Senator Organa approved this. And then everyone like shut up because they're like, <laughs> oh. Like, she's like... <laughs> My mom is like, does anyone have any problems with it? And then like the guy, the mouthy guy's like, no. Damn it, Organa. (laughs) 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 No, it's fine. (laughs) It wasn't a a touching tribute to get her name in there. Yeah, right? And C-3PO running around was great. Um, So, I mean, everything was was pretty perfect. It surprised me. Um, I I really, really enjoyed this season of Rebels. I mean, Ahsoka. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the reason I'm saying I'm right with Mikey is that this is unfinished. You very know, much, very it, much. It, it's a it, it cliffhanger. I'm not going to be angry about it like a lot of the internet is because that's toxic. I've seen a lot of the that's it question mark. That's was you my know? immediate knee jerk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that can be your immediate knee jerk. And I get it. But because we like to practice non-toxic fandom, Scott took that breath and he thought for a second before he started posting online. You know, and, you know, ah, and, angry nerd, you know, and we showed here how we can disagree on stuff and still leave friends, 
even though Scott's giving me side eye. Because um, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> okay. We've uh, already established you're both wrong. I'm the best. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is an eight-slice pizza, but it's still in the oven. It's going to oh, be... De- go. I, I know it's going to be delicious, <laughs> and I know I'm going to like it. Uh, and I'm looking at... I have the oven light on, and I'm looking at Just it. staring at that oven pizza. And, and, that, and that cheese is starting to bubble, and I'm watching that crust like rise on the end. I'm watching one of them big old crust bubbles come up that I love so much. <laughs> the, you, know? you love the crust bubble? I do love a crust wow, bubble. Wow, for the second time in this episode, you're wrong. <laughs> so on a New York pizza, when it, on a New York pizza, when it gets that yeah, crust well, bubble. No, that's the worst part. Yeah, I love a crust bubble. Gotta go for the bubble. Yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on Kevin with this hardcore yeah. for this one. Uh, uh, and so that, that's what it, it's eight slices, but it's still in the oven yet to be seen. But it's, it's even if we don't get more, which we're going to, because I think this is doing too well. Yep. Uh, it's still an A-slicer. Hell yeah. For me. I can dig it. We dug it. Can you guys dig it? Do you, what are your, What's your guys' take on whether that was Anakin Ghost or not? We, let, we want you to know. We want your opinion because you heard ours, and we're not in agreement, but we still love each other, and, and we love you guys. Yep. And if your name is Dave Filoni, please put that at the top of the email so no, we know yes. that's the official answer. <laughs> You can uh, let us know on all our social medias at AssumingPod. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X, or whatever it's called now, and Threads, and all of those social medias. We're on there. You can also send us a Gmail if you want some long form of AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Uh, every week I say, yo, Maki. How do you want the Gmail formatted? Scott can chime in, too. Do you have an idea? I want it in noty language. Oh, yeah. Oh, they had a weird kind of... But that... Because I'm a phonetics nerd, they had a lot of repeated syllables. So I think they're either, it's a lot of like rhythmic in their language, or they say a lot of words twice. Like, yep, yep, you got it, boss. Sure, sure. Like, yep, yep, nope, nope. Because there was oh, a yeah, lot of, you're right, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you bet. That's my guess. If you guys like what we're doing here, because we like what we're doing here and want to support us, you can send us some tips at buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod. You can throw some little ducats in the buckets. Throw some <laughs> speckles in the bucket. Yeah, and we will uh, enjoy it. Some some credits. Is it credits in Star Wars? It is credits. Yeah, you can um, send us some credits into our account. Yeah. New Republic credits are good here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take my coffee with some alien blue milk, please. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best Positrons in the whole wide world. Uh, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott for uh, our equipment and being on the podcast today. Good to be with you. Uh, Jazzar for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Go rewatch Ahsoka. See what you missed. There's all kinds of Easter eggs in there. It's all kinda, tons. Faloni likes to do that. May the force be with you. Always.